0: Two hours later, Franz Weston looked out of his open casement window, the thousand-foot TV tower rising bright red and white in the morning sunlight, out of the snowy fog that still masked Sutro Crest and Twin Peaks three miles away, and against which Corona Heights stood out, humped and pale brown. The TV tower, San Francisco's Eiffel, you could call it, was broad-shouldered, slender-waisted and long-legged, like a beautiful and stylish woman, or demigoddess. It mediated between Franz and the universe these days, just as man is supposed to mediate between the atoms and the stars. Looking at it, admiring, almost reverencing it, was his regular morning greeting to the universe his affirmation that they were in touch before making coffee and settling back into bed with clipboard and pad for the day's work of writing supernatural horror stories, and especially, his bread and butter, novelizing the TV program Weird Underground, so that the mob of viewers could also read, if they wanted to, something like the melange of witchcraft, Watergate, and puppy love they watched on the tube. A year or so ago, he would have been focusing inward on his miseries at this hour, and worrying about the day's first drink, whether he still had it, or had drunk up everything last night. But that was in the past, another matter. Faint, dismal foghorns cautioned each other in the distance. Franz's mind darted briefly two miles behind him, to where more fog would be blanketing San Francisco Bay except for the four tops thrusting from it of the first span of the bridge to Oakland. Under that frosty-looking surface, there would be the ribbons of impatient fuming cars, the talking ships, and coming from far below the water and the mucky bottom, but heard by fishermen in little boats, the eerie roar of the BART, Bay Area Rapid Transit, trains rocketing through the tube as they carried the main body of commuters to their jobs. Dancing up the sea air, into his room, there came the gay sweet notes of a Telemann minuet blown by Cal from her recorder two floors below. She meant them for him, he told himself, even though he was twenty years older. He looked at the oil portrait of his dead wife Daisy over the studio bed, beside a drawing of the TV tower in spidery black lines on the large oblong of fluorescent red cardboard and felt no guilt. Three years of drunken grief, a record wake, had worked that all away, ending almost exactly a year ago. His gaze dropped to the studio bed, still half unmade. On the undisturbed half, nearest the wall, there stretched out a long, colorful scatter of magazines, science fiction paperbacks, a few hard-covered detective novels still in their wrappers, A few bright napkins taken home from restaurants, and a half dozen of those shiny little golden guides, and knowledge through color books.